Good morning, YouTube family. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you might be. Welcome to Happy Crappy Hour <laughs> on Escape from Crazy Town, you guys. So glad to see you guys hopping on. All right, let me see if I can adjust this a little bit. There you go. That's kind of nice. I was just waiting for my neighbor to finish mowing the yard <laughs> so that we wouldn't have the lawnmower, leaf blower, and what was the other thing? Weed whacker going at the same time. So you guys, I'm so glad to talk to you guys today about this topic called Narcs Love Corruption because it kind of seems quite timely, if you ask me. Um, we're going to hop into that, but I want to see, oh, Obi, good to see you, it says, okay, <laughs> you're, I'm sorry, let me see, this is fading out on me. John, good to see you too. Uh, your crummy for the week was... You were promised a five-digit payoff legally, and then your beautiful narc mother thought she'd help and totally said the wrong thing, only getting me a three-digit sum. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah, uh, well, sorry to hear that. Yeah, sometimes when people say things in court, it may not be exactly what they mean, and yep, and court does that to people, I think, you know, um, kind of scares them. Sorry to hear that. Well, you guys, today we're going to talk about narcs and corruption. And why is it that narcissists love corruption? Mainly that they love corruption if it goes their way, right? Or if it distracts from what they're doing. So they love other people's corruption if, if everyone's paying attention to that. Or they love corruption that allows them to benefit but if the corruption goes against them then they're all about hey we got to go after that guy but most likely they don't even care about corruption about other people what other people are doing so long as they're allowed to cheat lie steal and do whatever they want to do so they don't even care how other people are are being hurt by corruption all around they're they only care that they're getting ahead but we're going to jump into that and i want to clarify some of it here's the thing narcissists see those who are being cheated or lied to as deserving to be cheated they, they see other people as deserving to be robbed or deserving to be imprisoned even if they're innocent because they kind of think that well, if the person, uh, you know, narcissists, let me back up a little bit. Narcissists just don't care about people. So they don't care about innocence. They don't care if you're not guilty. They just care that they are getting ahead. You know, the bottom line for them is, does this benefit me? And if it benefits them in some way, or actually even if it amuses them, like they, it, they're so evil. I'm sorry to say this, but they are so evil that they think it's somewhat amusing if an innocent person goes to jail. Because they just don't think that people are innocent. They just think people are horrible and awful, just like them, and deserve it. Right? They, they can't understand how someone can actually be innocent. So, except for them, of course. You know, you need to believe that the narcissist is innocent. But the narcissist knows they're not, right? Um, narcs don't want facts or truth, but they think their opinions 
are fact. That's the way they see it, right? So even if you're innocent, even if you have facts and proof, they don't care because it's their opinions that count. So let's go into how is, how is that applied in your actual relationship. When they tell you that you are, um, let me see, that you're, I don't want to say, let me when they tell you that you don't care about them or that um, you're being mean to them, but you're like, how am I being mean to you? I haven't done anything. And they just will say, and it doesn't matter if you give them all these facts of all the times and even up to that moment, how you're caring for them, how you're, you just made dinner for them, how you just cleaned up, you know, or did their laundry or how you just took care of their pet for them, right? All the things you were considerate about for them. And yet they'll tell you, you don't care about them because their opinion, their feelings are more important than what you've been doing. It is absolute insanity. Like they just can't see, or if you do something for them, then they'll say, you're just doing it to get something from them. But if they do something for you, they're doing it because they care, right? That's, that's the psychologic of a, a narcissist and why they love corruption. They cannot play by the same rules they apply to you they won't apply to themselves. So if they do something nice for you, it's not because they're trying to get something from you, obviously, right? In their opinion, it's because they really care for you. But if you do something nice for them, it's only because you want to get something from them. It's not because you actually care about them. It's absolute craziness. This is what they thrive on. So narcs are also, sadly, um, what? Sadly, they pick these awful friends. They're horrible at picking friends because they pick people just like them. They pick people who are going to be of the same opinion as them, right? They want to surround themselves with people who will agree with everything they say and won't challenge them, won't hold them to higher, a higher standard, won't tell them when they're being contradictory. People back away when they're around a narcissist or back down. Let me say that. They back down. And these are the kinds of friends that narcissists love to surround themselves with, which are not friends, by the way. These are people who are just enablers. Enablers are not friends. They're, some, they're just people who keep you in the same horrible, rotten place because for some reason, the, the friends are enablers. For two reasons. One, they are actually just empaths, right? And they just want to help the narcissist. And they actually believe <clears throat> that if they don't challenge the narcissist, that, that will help the narcissist. They they think that challenging a person or holding a person to a standard is being mean. Now, the sad thing there is that I think these types of empaths are not really great friends because they won't help you grow. They won't help you stop being a jerk. They won't help you change your life around. They'll actually help you stay in the pit where you are. <clears throat> Boy, I really got dry there. Sorry about that. So, or the other reason is that the 
or those types of friends who are enablers don't really care. <laughs> they just don't want to get into a fight with a narcissist. They don't want to get into an argument. They don't want to cause any rifts. They're actually very scared to do that. So they just don't say anything to the narcissist. The narcissists love these types of friends. So the narcissist is not going to surround themselves with people who will call them out on their corruption. They're going to surround themselves with people who will blatantly agree when they cheat, lie, steal, or treat other people badly. They'll actually agree with the narcissist that the victim deserved it, right? Or even laugh along with the narcissist when an innocent person gets hurt, right? They'll actually think it's funny and think, and um, the sad part is these friends are either those two types, like I just said, or here's another type of friend that the narcissist picks, other narcissists. They pick other narcissistic people who are just as evil-minded and are just as cruel as they are. This is why the narcissist continues to stay corrupt, be corrupt, doesn't change, doesn't see the need for change, and thinks that they're on the right side and everybody else is on the wrong side. You guys, so corruption also has to do with rules, right? Narcissists, they have this love-hate relationship with rules. They love rules that benefit them, and they love rules that restrict you, um, and, th and yet they don't realize that the rules that restrict you also should be restricting them. They have these double standards about rules. So if those rules are restricting them, that's when it's okay to bend the rules, right? So it's okay with, for them to bend the rules, but it's not okay for you to bend the rules when it might not benefit them. So to them, rules don't mean anything except for if it controls you or their victims and keeps their victims in order and in, and in line. Uh, they will, uh, you know, I'm trying not to get political here, you guys, but it is so hard, so hard not to use examples of what's going on. Even uh, with the feminist movement, you guys, I mean, there are rules there that they hold to certain people. And yet when other certain people, uh, I just, this is so ridiculous that I can't do this. Um, because we're not allowed to talk about different groups of people because that's considered now hate speech, right? We're not allowed to have a conversation or hold narcissists to a standard when they're being contradictory because now it's considered hate speech. You guys, we are in trouble when you cannot speak your mind. You know, before we thought, okay, it's just a personal thing and I'm dealing with personal people in my life and, and that's kind of on a small scale. But when you're dealing with uh, policy and legislation that's going to affect the entire, you know, your entire city or state or what, you know, and you cannot have a discussion you cannot talk. You cannot say words because you'll be banned. It's crazy, you guys. It's absolutely crazy. And it's not just crazy. It's actually corrupt. <laughs> it's completely corrupt where the narcissists get to make up rules and tell you what words are off limits, what subjects are off limits, um, what uh, opinions 
are off limits and uh, essentially they kick you out of the game, the game of life, okay? They kick you out of the public arena. You're not allowed now to discuss this in front of other people in public or with others um, to, to the media, right? We are being so played by narcissists right now, making up rules as they go to keep themselves out of jail and innocent people in jail. It is so sickening. Um, narcissists love it. You know, I'm looking at um, criminal cases where people who are absolutely guilty, right? They're completely guilty. There's all this evidence, DNA, everything's there, um, confession, um, eyewitnesses, uh, evidence, you know, pictures, video, everything's out there. And then they get set free. And the reason they get set free is a technicality, right? Technicality. Oh, this is when the narcissist loves rules because that technicality, if their lawyer or the other lawyer did something that could possibly be deemed as not quite right, okay? Um, they will pounce all over it and push it till, till the end of the days until the end of days to get off, right? Get, get out of jail. Now there's another one where there's an absolute blatant disregard of rules by the jury. And this has happened recently. Um, a juror comes out and was blatantly biased, blatantly even admits it, right? Admits that they were going to change the rest of the jury's, um, decision themselves. They lied uh, to the judge and the, pro and the prosecutor when they were being cross, not cross-examined. What is it they do with jurors? They question them, right? Before they select them, during jury selection. They lied about knowing about uh, a certain aspect of the, the crime or the criminal or um, having to do with their bias, right? They lied, blatantly lied about it because then they, um, they found evidence of this juror um, in their social media, supporting certain bias uh, for a long time, not just like um, kind of passively agreeing or uh, supporting this bias, but blatantly wearing shirts or um, saying things that showed their bias. All right. I, I see. I have to dance around this. <laughs> so, um, but that kind of blatant disregard <coughs> excuse me <coughs> oh you guys I didn't realize <clears throat> how dry it is but that kind of blatant disregard for the rules and the law they don't see it as that Narcissists will say, that's okay. In this one case, that's okay. Because in their eyes, justice was carried out. But when they have a criminal where there is, like I said before, complete, blatant, absolute, you know, 60 eyewitnesses or 60 victims, 60 victims that have come forward. There's even more because you know most victims don't come forward. If most victims don't come forward, what the heck is 60, right? 
Um, but they'll walk free because of a technicality. And I'm not even sure what that technicality is. I got to take a look. But then there's another trial where there's absolute proof that there was jury tampering or jury misconduct. Um, a juror was, was um, kind of uh, bullying others on the jury and the rest of the jury even admitted that they were afraid. So that though is not misconduct. That somehow is not breaking the rules, even though it is, it is breaking the rules. It absolutely is. But you guys, narcissists who are running our world right now are loving this. They love it. They think that this is absolutely okay. <laughs> so narcissists see that rules are supposed to be followed only if they serve the narcissist. And there are separate rules for everyone else that benefit the narcissist. They'll change the rules during a game, right? And then they'll, they'll uh, cheat to win and still think that the win is valid because they think they outwitted the dummies and deserve to win. So even if you catch them cheating, they'll act as if, no, I already won because the game was over and I was declared the winner. So I won. And it's like, no, but we saw afterwards that you cheated to win. You had extra cards under your seat. What the heck, <laughs> you know? And they'll still count it as winning. Um, they're very hostile losers. If you question whether they won, they will flip the table over, they'll throw a fit, they'll accuse you of cheating, um, and they'll they'll just make a, a crazy fight out of it because to them that's still winning. They get to hold the winning status. If they make a crazy psycho fight out of it and in their minds they think you lose because overall you just simply lose to them. They overpower you. So if they overpower you, they win. They, they just cannot see that they lose even when they cheat. They can't see that that's considered losing if they cheat. Um, they think it's winning if they finish, you know, get past, get through the finish line. So they're like, well, I still won, right? Because I, I got through the finish line first. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but when you flatten your opponent's bicycle tires and you cross the finish line because you flatten your opponent's tires doesn't mean you win. That means you cheated. So you have to do it again. Anyway, they're very, um, but they're also, you know what? They're also really insecure when you point out that they've cheated and you've caught them cheating. They actually look around to see if they have any supporters. They look around and they have, see if they have any of their enabling friends who are willing to just say, it's no big deal. Let's just let it go. Let's just you know, ignore this. Let's just play another game. They look around to see if anybody else in the room will support them. And sadly, there's always somebody who's willing to do that. What the heck, right? Why is there always somebody willing to stick up for the narcissist or deflect for the narcissist and not hold the narcissist to the crime or the cheating or 
breaking the rules and have the narcissist say, just admit, okay, you're right, I cheated. You won. You know, the narcissist just won't say that. You have to agree with them at all times. That's the other thing. You know, the narcissist just thinks like, even if they're cheating, you still have to agree with them. And they think that if, if they cheated and they won, you have to think that it's still a win. But if they catch you cheating and, and you won, then no, you cheated and the whole game is void, right? <clears throat> they, get, they, they, they won't give you the trophy because they'll see, you know, that's when rules matter to them. Then it means that you cheated, you lost. There's no way that you should have won the trophy. But when the, you know, one thing that reminds me, and I think we're all a little bit um, guilty of this, okay? Take a little check in your own conscience, all right, you guys? This is going to hurt. When you're watching a game, when you're watching a baseball game, football game, or even your kid's volleyball game or whatever, right? But it's your team. And you see the referee make a bad call on the other team, the opponent. You know it's a bad call. You can see it's a bad call, but it's good for your team. You're actually kind of happy, right? You're actually like, oh my gosh, thank goodness, that's great. You know, oh well, too bad, you know, that's the way the ball rolls. You know, sometimes there are good calls, sometimes there are bad calls. And actually inside you're feeling relieved and happy that your team gets another chance or got an extra point because of that. Now, when it happens the other way, and <clears throat> the referee makes a bad call on your team, oh, that's when you lose your mind, right? That's when you're like, what the heck? That's wrong, that official is totally biased, and that official is a jerk, and you know they don't know what they're doing. Obviously, they're getting paid off. Something, you know, they obviously hate my team, you know, they're 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 out to get my team. They're out to get my daughter's team. Whatever you know, uh, they their daughter must be on the other team, or their son must be on the other team. You make a ball, not you, okay? But I I want to say like all of us kind of tend to to want things to go our way, so we have to check ourselves for that. Be careful when you do that. You don't want to become like the narcissist. And I know it's kind of like, it doesn't matter the viewers when we're doing it because we're not going to affect the game. We're not going to change the game at all. These are just feelings inside of us. So um, the reason I even bring this up is to get you to understand how the narcissist is feeling, right? <clears throat> and the insanity of it. The difference between what we do in the stands and how we feel about it versus when the narcissist feels it they carry it out. They carry it out in real life. They implement it and it affects you. They go after the referee. They go after the judge. They go after the attorney. They go after whoever is in their minds oppressing them. Instead of saying, you're right, I was wrong and I shouldn't have, um, okay, oh my gosh, there's so many examples of this. Um, there was a case where I saw a woman bumped into a family, not the whole family, like she bumped into the daughter of another woman coming, I think the, the one was leaving the restaurant and she had bags of food 
you know, or, you know, the to-go stuff. And she was walking out the door and she bumps into this woman's daughter. But she didn't realize she did because she's also pregnant and pregnant women are kind of clumsy. I got to say that having been pregnant myself, we're kind of clumsy when we're pregnant. We don't realize how big our belly is and we bump into people. And sometimes you don't even sense it, especially if you're, you know, you just don't sense, you're not, if you're not paying attention to something, you don't even sense that you've touched somebody else. Anyway, the other woman whose daughter got bumped into got upset and started yelling and demanding an apology. Like, you know, at least say, excuse me. And the first woman who did the bumping didn't realize she bumped into her and they're walking out the door. Well, the mother, she and the daughter is not like some little tiny girl, seven year old. The daughter, I think, was like maybe 17, maybe 18. I don't know. Could be 16. But, you know, nearly a full grown. Oh, pretty much at that time, women usually are full grown at 16. But. Um, so the mother felt like I'm going to chase this woman out the door continually yelling at her, demanding an apology. The other woman does apologize and says, I didn't mean to, I didn't know I did. But the mother was so already riled up and angry that, and this was a race issue, by the way, you guys, and this is sickening because she took it as a racial slight. Like narcissists will take offense much easier. And I'm not saying the mom was a narcissist, but they're like that. They're much more sensitive to, to inequalities and they perceive um, anything that's done to them as an attack on them rather than just, hey, it was an accident. But when they do it, say they bump into somebody and they don't realize they bumped into somebody and someone demands that they apologize, you know, and say, excuse me, the narcissist would flip out and be like, you don't tell me what to say you don't tell me to apologize but when the script is flipped they think that if something has been done to them an offense has been done to them right then they will go all out demanding justice and you're like what the heck what do you mean by justice the narcissists do not see justice as real justice they see justice as they win Narcissists win. That to them, that's justice. And if they're held accountable for what they did, then they don't see that that's justice. They see that as them being oppressed as a victim. It's That's why you don't ever, ever want to date a narcissist. You will never, ever have a day of peace. <laughs> you just won't. It will be a constant barrage of attacks and constant barrage of them being offended. And therefore, that's why they have to attack you. See, rules don't apply to them to be civil or to be considerate or to be respectful. It only applies to you. You have to be respectful. You have to be considerate. You have to, to, to bend to them and accommodate them. It's never the other way around. Like they, they don't see why they need a, to accommodate you, why they need to give you the benefit of the doubt, why they have to accept your apology as legit and as uh, sincere. No, because according to their feelings, if, if your apology is not sincere enough, then it doesn't count. But their apology, no matter how flippant it is, 
no matter how how horrible it is, right? They'll say, well, okay, fine, I'm sorry. Now, you're supposed to take that as a real apology from them. But they expect you to grovel and beg and apologize for days. And, and even then, it might not be enough because they will bring it up again a week later how you did something to them and didn't even apologize. And you, you'll say, wait a minute. Oh, I want to get to this, by the way. Narcissists also change the, the definition, the meaning of words. So they'll say, well, you see, you did this and it was a week ago. And even though you groveled for days and apologized, they'll say, and you didn't even apologize. And you'll say, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I apologize. Not only did I apologize once, I apologized for three days for that thing. And they'll say, well, you didn't apologize at first. You didn't apologize immediately when you did it. You're like, okay, but I did apologize. And they'll say, well, it wasn't really an apology when I had to make you apologize. Holy cow, you guys. It's like, no, it's still an apology, by the way. And they didn't make you because you just wanted to make sure that they understood you did not mean to hurt their feelings. Like you really sincerely didn't want to hurt their feelings. And so you apologize for that. It was totally sincerity. And you understood at that point, like, oh, okay, it was your feelings that were hurt. So you apologize and, you know, you knew that you didn't do it intentionally, but you do apologize that, that, you know, boy, you, you can see how they were hurt by it. And you're anyway, it was sincere, but to them, not an apology. <laughs> just like, you know, it's absolute insanity. That's what you're dealing with. So when they change the, the definition of words, they think that it makes complete sense. Oh my gosh, this is going on right now. And I'm sorry to say it, but in, <laughs> oh my gosh, the gender, I was listening to something that, that was describing um, the difference between binary and pan. Okay. It's it's the same thing. Okay, I think I caught the nuance, right? One side thinks that um, they don't care at all about gender. They don't even see gender. I'm like, holy cow! All right, then you must be pretty blind. But then the others, and then the other side, um, they actually see gender, and they still don't care. I'm like, that the end result's the same. The end result's the same, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> But they, they make up words, they make up definitions, and then they require you to understand their new definitions, and they require you to understand all the um, little intricacies or else you offend them. I was watching these videos and I'm like, why are these people so offended? Why are they so crazed about d these definitions that they created that they're holding other people to and they can't understand that they're constantly changing definitions? Um, we're living in a psycho time right now, you guys, where a lot of people, I'm not, you know, maybe they're not full-blown narcissists, but we're living in a time where narcissists are able to make up rules and we're supposed to follow them. The rules are constantly changing. The definitions are constantly changing. Um, everybody's always offended. They're going to take the worst, um, meaning out of everything that you do. And however they feel about you or your actions, that's reality. 
It doesn't matter if you intended or you, you, you're, um, they, they'll never give you the benefit of the doubt, right? That you were just trying to help. If they somehow get offended while you're trying to help them, then to them, that's an attack. This is what we're living in right now. This, I think, is absolutely nuts. I think people are just too freaking sensitive. And that's the other thing with narcissists too. They're very sensitive when it comes to their feelings. They're very insensitive when it comes to your feelings. They can't see why you might feel a certain way, but they can see why they would feel a certain way, right? Even if the same thing happened to you, they can't see why you don't get over it quickly when they hold on to a grudge forever and it happens to be the same thing, the same offense, right, that they did to you, but you're supposed to forgive them immediately and not hold a grudge and never bring it up again. And if they do it to you, the exact same thing, say they stood you up and you stood them up, but to them, they tweak it in such a way, they tweak the, the rules, the lines, the definition Okay, let me give you another one where they changed the definition of a meaning. So they stood, they stand you up, right? They tell you they're going to be somewhere at 1 or meet you at 1. And you show up at 1. They don't show up till 2.30, okay? And by the time they show up at 2.30, you're gone, right? And they consider that you stood them up. All right, so then you go, no, no, no. I was there at 1 when you said to be there. And they'll say, no, I said one-ish. And then you're like, okay, well, one-ish, 2.30 is not one-ish. <laughs> and then they'll say, well, no, 2.30 is one-ish. Because one-ish just means, you know, sometime in the afternoon. And 2.30 is still the afternoon. And you didn't wait for me. And you're like, what the heck crazy town did I just freaking enter? <laughs> you know? You're like... Okay, if you wanted me to wait for you for the afternoon, then you should have said, I'll be there in the afternoon and chosen a different time. But they're like, no, I couldn't be exact. I didn't know when I was going to be able to be free. And then they start blaming you for the restrictions or, or, or using excuses, right? They'll blame you for not understanding all of their excuses for why they had to be late or what held them up. <clears throat> or <clears throat> and it could have been you know somewhat of a legitimate thing that held them up say they were helping somebody else and they didn't know that you know this other person held them up for an extra hour and a half and and that's why they were late but they expect you not to be mad at them for not calling or letting you know ahead of time they're just going to say it's not their fault and, and they can't even see how you might be upset by this. They don't even understand why you're upset with them. But if you show up 15 minutes late <laughs> to meeting them, suddenly one means one. One o'clock means one o'clock. Not one-ish, not the afternoon, not sometime after one. It means one. <laughs> this is what narcissists do. The rules change, the definitions change. You're supposed to understand these definitions when it accommodates the narcissist. And this is why narcissists love corruption. Because corruption 
is is people you know corruption is about people doing things bending breaking the rules that they expect other people to follow and narcissists live their entire life in this fashion they don't see the double standard they don't see the hypocrisy they don't see how they're being unreasonable illogical irrational they see it as very rational to them because they're living from their self-centered narcissistic self-focused world where everything should be serving them and the sad thing you guys is that as i look around and i watch some of these videos of younger people who have a hard time understanding who they are what they are um, they have to define themselves as with certain labels and yet they tell you not to label them and then they want new labels that you have to learn because those labels are good but other labels are bad and you're like what the heck <laughs> how about we just don't label how about we just don't label anybody how about we just treat each other with consideration and respect you know and to them it's like well it's consideration and respect if you here we go again right changing the rules it's consideration and respect if you use the labels they want you to use and memorize them in a way that is not offensive to them somehow but can change day after you know day from one day from another and you have to be on top of it though and you have to be apologetic when somehow they feel offended and hurt it is <clears throat> to me and i may offend some people right now it's like dating a woman on PMS, right? Who's on PMS, who is PMSing 24 <laughs> seven. You're like, what the heck? I had a, a, a covert narcissist do that with me. Total covert narcissist is essentially PMS 24 um, seven. Although she was, a, you know, because she's covert, she was able to control it from time to time. And if you don't spend a lot of time with her, she seems very normal. She seems like a very pleasant person and kind of quiet, kind of down. Um, oh, what's the word for that? Like not, not very blaring or, you know, glaring or anything. Just dialed down, very dialed down. But then I spent enough time with her one time, one day where she just could not keep that dialed down. And the crazy came out and it came out for three freaking hours while I had a headache and I had, you know, and being the friend, a good friend, I, and not knowing that she was a covert narcissist gone crazy, um, I tried to use logic and talk with her and bring her down back to earth from her hyper crazy insanity because she was very upset about an ex-boyfriend and she just could not bring herself back down she was like ramping herself up into this frenzy and being a good friend I was trying to help her come calm down the frenzy well the frenzy then turned towards me she started attacking me for defending the ex and I'm like I'm not defending him I'm just trying to help you calm down <laughs> and when you're trying to help a narcissist by the way they will turn on you and they will start to attack you it's it's horrible anyway you guys I wanted to say a few things about that about the narcissist being 
corrupt and how they love corruption because they love changing the rules. They don't care how they win so long as they win. And when you call them on it, when you call them on their cheating, they will defend they will defend themselves and attack you for not understanding the rules or for you making up other rules which you did not make up. Right, that maybe you both agreed to because you didn't like the original rules of the game and you both agreed to, look, we're not going to play four hours to finish this game. Let's shorten it to two hours and we'll change this one rule so that we can shorten it to two hours. And then they'll say, well, you see, you changed the rules. It's like, no, 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 no. We agreed to a set of rules that we both are held to. And then they change one set of rule or some other part of the rule and without telling you and thought, well, all rules were up for, are now up for interpretation. <laughs> You're like, um, no, not all rules are up for interpretation. And they do this with relationships where they'll say things like, well, it's okay for me to have lunch with my exes, my ex-boyfriends, but you cannot have lunch with your ex-girlfriends because we didn't discuss that. Like, um, okay but we said it's okay to have lunch with our exes you said it's okay to have lunch with because you wanted to have lunch with your ex yes but you didn't specifically tell me which ex you were going to have lunch with it's like holy cow okay didn't know didn't know we were supposed to do that um by the way as a rule don't have lunch with your exes when you're involved with somebody else and definitely let them know um but it depends too. Like if you're at the beginning of your relationship and you're not really together together and or maybe you are kind of together, but it's not, I don't know, official and uh, no commitment yet. Um, anyway, you guys have to decide on those rules ahead of time. But the way the narcissists will see it is it's okay for them, but not for you. And there'll be some part of the rule where it's more stringent for you than it was for them. Like just because they happened to blurt out who it was they're having lunch with, but you didn't blurt out the name of the person you're having lunch with, then to the narcissist, it seems like you're cheating, but they weren't cheating. You see what I mean? These are the kinds of nuances to the rules that the narcissist will bend and change if it benefits them and if it allows them to judge you. Well, you guys, that is where I am, and as far as I can go with the narcs loving corruption. There's so much I really want to talk about with corruption, and it's very, very sad. Um, actually, maybe I will go into it a little bit here. Uh, narcissists love corruption on a world, uh, grand scale, let's say. Like, um, oh, I, I've used Bernie Madoff before. But they love it on a grand scale if they think that certain rules are okay. Because they think they're still following certain rules. Even though they kind of know that it's not the kind of rules that would hold up in court. Right? They kind of know that. But they're hoping that they'll continue to get away with it. And sadly right now what we're seeing is uh, um, we're seeing a lot of people committing a ton of crimes. Right? And being very bad. Because they change. The, the narcissists have changed the rules. The narcissists who are in the judicial system have changed the rules for some criminals, 
but not all criminals. So again, they favor their team players, right? Because they want their team players to get off, but they they will hold the other team's players to the strict rule and will go after them tooth and nail to hurt them. This is why that team loyalty thing and throwing out actual rules and throwing out consistency, logic, being rational and judicious is, is awful. It will come back around and hurt you, even if it benefits you at first. That injustice will come around and hurt you at some point because there is karma in the world, you guys. So the next time you're watching a game and you're cheering for um, a bad official call against the other team, you might want to stop and think, wait a minute, no, I want a fair game. I don't want a game that's won by bad calls, right? So you guys, don't be like the narcissist. Want justice in your world. Want it in your life. Want it in your relationships. Want the consistencies in your relationship. And you will have a good relationship. These inconsistencies create the worst kinds of relationships. The worst kinds of friendships. The worst kinds of marriages. And this is why a lot of times these marriages fall apart. It's sad. But they fall apart because people use different rules for their spouse than they do for themselves. They're much more forgiving of themselves than they are for their spouse. And if you're um, most likely, if you're on my channel, you're not married to a great person. But if it happens to be that you're the one that's causing a lot of trauma in your relationship, check yourself. Just check yourself. Um, you may not know that you're the one. Right? You may actually think that the way you see things are accurate. Maybe, you know, you're thinking that it's okay. Um, let, me, let me back up. And I don't want to hurt the victim here. If you're the victim and it's very obvious that you've been cheated on, it's very obvious that the other person is just degrading, calling you names all the time, I'm not saying that you're the one who caused that, okay? Let's not blame yourself for that. They are entirely responsible for how they treat you. And if they're treating you like that, that is on them, not on you. You don't deserve that. What I'm saying is that if, if you see that um, you're always offended, if you're the one who's always offended, if you're the one who's always um, mad and cannot be consoled, if you're the one who um, feels very, very... I don't want to say insecure because victims are very insecure. So that's not a good standard either. But if you are the one who's attacking, right? If you notice like you, because a lot of times when you're hurt, you attack, right? Narcissists do that. When they're hurt, they will attack. And so a lot of times it helps to back away for a bit when someone's being very offensive and attacking to back off and instead of instead of making it worse and ratcheting it up higher and higher, you want to back up and see if it's something that the other person was hurt by, if they're coming in with hurt feelings. Um, but anyway, even so, we all need to stop with the hurt feelings. We all need to stop being so easily offended. We all need to stop with, you know, um, taking everything the wrong way. It's so, you know what, the saying like, 
oh, what is it? Um, when you're oblivious to stuff, you know, you're just much more happy. <laughs> Not knowing sometimes when someone's offending you or trying to offend you and you just kind of let it slide off your back because you're not even paying attention, you're going to live a much happier life. You just absolutely are. Let offenses slide off your back. You're going to be so much happier. Don't be so sensitive. But if you are the one who's super sensitive, then, you know, just check that. Just see why. Why am I being so sensitive? It's probably because of some other things that have happened in your past, but you don't want to bring that into your current relationship and bring crazy town into your current relationship. Well, you guys, thank you so much for hopping on. I see there's been quite a bit of conversation that I have missed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obi says, I tell my current narc, if you can find a better guy, then find him because I ain't the type of guy you're looking for. Uh, oops. Irish, Irish, Irisha? Good to see you. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, can someone explain to me why ex-narcissists lie to our mutual friends he has married his new supply? I just found out he lied to them. Did he lie saying that he did marry the new supply or did he lie saying he hadn't married the new supply? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just reading this to see. Marisha says, he's been using everything I told him about me to make me look like a crazy person. But people who know me know he is the crazy one. Oh, you guys, you know, I've covered this before as well. That it doesn't even matter, you know, some people feel really bad because they've shared a lot of um, deep things with the narcissist. And then they'll expose all these deep things and these fears and concerns and um, insecurities that you have so that other you know it may it does make you look like you're crazy but you you know it, it is crazy if you're out there you know shouting about these things to everybody but the narcissist will say these things to make you look crazy um, or like a really bad person you, if you confided in them something you feel guilty about that you did that was wrong and you wanted to you know you have regret about it and you feel bad about it and you share this with them um, and then they'll use that to make you look bad because <laughs> You know, it's something you were ashamed of. And what they won't say is, but you felt bad about it and you regret it and you're repenting or you're, you've changed your, your ways and you're not like that anymore. They won't say that. They'll just leave it at, yeah, and she once did this. Um, it doesn't even matter what you tell them, um, how secret or how deep it was, because even, um, even if you didn't tell them these things, they would make it up anyway. They would make up other things if they didn't have other this current dirt on you. If they didn't have real dirt on you, they would just make up dirt on you. So the way I would uh, approach that is act as if they're wrong. You know, act as if it's not accurate. So um, don't acknowledge it. Don't receive it. Don't... Um, approve of their message right don't 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 verify it for others just deny it just deny it and just say no i don't know i don't know why they're talking like that why are they saying that so 
Oh, yeah. Yep. Marisha also mentions that it's absolutely amazing how quickly they jump onto another victim. Divorce hasn't been finalized and he already was sleeping with her. Yes, because narcissists need to always have supply. Jihad, good to see you. Oh, yep. <laughs> well, there you go. You have your answer there too, Arisha. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. It says it's been only a year and things already are falling apart between them. It's pathetic. And I see. And to top that, he lied he, that he married her. Oh, so the lies that he says he married her, but he hasn't. Yeah. That's what I wanted to know. So the reason he's... <clears throat> the reason he lied to the mutual friends is because he knows what he's doing is wrong. And they probably wouldn't approve of him moving on so quickly into a um, shallow relationship. So he has to prove that it's a deep relationship that they're married, right? You know, it just depends on how the narcissist sees um, things, what the narcissist thinks other people need to hear. So if he thinks that the other people need to hear that this is just a uh, rebound relationship, then they'll play it like it's just a rebound relationship. If they think that the other people want to hear that it's a deep and committed relationship, they'll act as if it's a deep and committed relationship. <clears throat> Hmm. Sorry, guys, just looking through the comments, if there are any other questions. Well, you guys, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you guys, I think that we are all caught up. Thank you so much for coming on. I know I'm kind of low energy today. I apologize for that. I've had a really rough three days of headaches. And uh, so I'm a little disoriented actually still from that. I think it's because of the weather. It's just been changing so much right now. We've been getting a lot, I mean, whew, yeah, crazy, crazy temperatures for this time of year. I almost turned on my heat the other night because it was so cold and it's june no wait what are we into now july is it july yet you guys oh my gosh so yeah and when the weather changes so drastically um my uh my head just swims but you guys i hope that this has helped you today that you want to stay clear of narcissists you want to stay clear of people who change rules you want to stay clear of people who you can see are completely inconsistent with what they think is judicial. Um, it's very sad, but right now, uh, when there are, you know, hey, even judges and lawyers are fallible, right? They have their opinions and they can also be narcissists. They can also be corrupt. It's, it's very sad when that starts to rule our world. But as far as you can, be around people who are judicious, who are, um, who, who play by the same rules and expect others to play by the same rules 
They don't expect um, favor, favorable treatment or extra treatment. Um, and if they do, then you want to stay, stay away from that because this person is not going to be judicious in your relationship with them. They're not going to be fair with you. They're not going to be even considerate because their, their definition of being considerate changes. Well, you guys, thank you so much for hopping on. I have got to get going. I have got other things that I, I already booked. And I will talk to you next week. We will catch up better. Sorry for the disjointedness if it sounded disjointed today. Hopefully it didn't. It wasn't too bad. And I'm going to make a shorter version of this. You can watch out for it so that you can get all the highlights. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.